Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all our listeners of Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We welcome you to this interview segment. As you know, today it is with Mr. Mike Bollays, Special Investigator. Let's welcome Mr. Bollays. Mr. Bollays, how are you doing today? Well, fighting the crime. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks. We appreciate that you always come and alert us of the crimes of the times. Currently, what crime are you in- involved in? What investigation are you involved in? What can you tell us about the latest crimes? Well, uh, shockingly, the latest crimes is still the previous crimes, but just escalating. But uh, especially now that we're moving into the holiday season, we are seeing more knocks and scams, uh, cybercrime, and we are seeing quite a lot of uh, cash in transits and uh, ATM bombings uh, that has also escalated in the last month or so. So it's like the criminals uh, is also trying to get in as much as possible before December. Uh, hopefully, we, uh, usually there's a bit of a decline of certain crimes, extreme violent crimes in December, but an escalation of house robberies um, and uh, other financial crimes being committed. In other words, when you're away from your home, you might come back to an empty home. Mm. When you go to your holiday destination, you might find uh, a vacant spot and you've paid for a holiday that just doesn't exist. That kind of crimes is quite an escalation by the end of the year. And then accidents and drinking and driving and nightclub violence and drug trafficking. Those are the things that will be escalating in December. And then needless to say, January, you have the very big headache, especially from the bank side where people have spent too much money. And uh, a lot of things happen where people make uh, made wrong decisions about money and then, you know, they're in a very stressful situation and sometimes they resort to crime. And you get many uh, false claims. Uh, that's something we very seldom speak of, but the insurance firms and the banks are suffering because people can't pay their accounts and then they resort to uh, false claims and that uh, resorts to insurance companies not being able to carry the burden. So there's an, an overall picture. Uh, the cybercrime, I want to warn the public once again to be very, very careful not to open up any link that you just received. Don't be greedy, number one, and don't be uh, uh, too interested in anything you've, you just get on your phone. Be very, very careful. Don't just open a click or a link. Uh, also, don't fall for well-known names and brands and scams uh, that comes through um, with using names of even SARS or Diskim or SPA or any of the well-known names uh, saying that you won this and you must send your information and you can get these vouchers and uh, there's a payout for you from SARS or uh, you've, you've won this or the other. You must... Be very careful the moment you get something on WhatsApp or SMS or even email. Uh, well, email especially and Facebook everywhere. If something sounds too good to be true, uh, just don't open any of this up. If SARS really wants to pay you money back, they're going to call you with an official and an official number. Mm. And they're going to make uh, proper official documents and information available. If this game really has something that they want to give you, they will contact you professionally. And the same with SPA and anybody else. 
So be very careful, and then obviously be very careful just getting involved in any uh, sexual content, because remember, all the sexual sites, I'm warning the men, mm. all the sexual sites are linked to pimps. Mm. So what happened is, you see a beautiful woman, you see half a photo, and then it's a chit-chat, and uh, then there's naked photos, and then they entice you to send naked photos, and then it turns into sextortion. Because what happens is, the information that you have shared there of yourself, even if it's just a communication, mm. they use in order to threaten you and say, listen, we're going to contact your wife. You've just been speaking to a... Um, uh, a, a, a lady in the in the industry, in the sexual industry, and we're going to tell your wife, your kids, we're going to put it on Facebook, on all your platforms, and uh, you will be exposed as a sexual deviant. That's what they say to you, that have just opened up a link or a click, just being interested. So don't get involved in any sexual sites, porn sites, any of it. It's extremely dangerous. Not only are they linked to pimps, they are linked to corrupt cops, or SAPS impersonators. I would highly suggest, uh, my friend, that you, as always, place our information afterwards on your sites, on all your digital and electronic platforms so that the people can read the projects. You go into my Facebook and you put in project, and then you put in sextortion, extortion, extreme extortion, SAPS corrupt cops, SAPS impersonators. I will, as a matter of fact, WhatsApp you all of this properly and a channel. I have a channel that specifically is dedicated to projects to help people. Read those projects. It will shock you. Mm. Stay away from social media. Only use it for good because obviously Satan today is using it for evil. It's the most dangerous field to find yourself in. Remember the future. Social media and cybercrime and hacking will create more damage and murders than mm. ever before in any wars. <laughs> Let me just give you an idea. If if an extreme hacking group hacks today just all the hospitals, yes. how many people do you think will die? Mm. So be careful. Hacking is a real thing. So it's still in a, in, a, in, a, in a way where it's only concentrating on getting money from you. But at a stage, it will turn to extreme political situation in, in extreme world dominance in extreme uh, taking over a province, a municipality, or even a country. Mm. If you today, you cannot live without your phone. If I say right now, everybody put your phone up for a day, you <laughs> lose millions. Mm. You will not know if there's a missing person. You will not know where to drive if there's an accident. If you put your phone off now, we have trouble, like you can't believe, because we have had absolute, total, absolute reliance on that form of communications. But use it for good, and watch out, because Satan is using it for evil. Be very careful. It's a real reality. Hmm. And um, you, must, you must see it like this. If you lose your phone, and you lose it, and you absolutely are distraught. You've had too much on your phone. Mm. You need to clean your phone constantly. You need to treat that phone with the utmost respect and fear. If you don't, your phone is hacked or you lose your phone or your phone is infiltrated. They have all your information, mm. all your uh, codes, where you bank, your beliefs, who you like, who you dislike, your political affiliations, what you say about your neighbor, all the Skinner stories. 
All the stories, all the rumors, all of it's there. So uh, you must be very, very careful. And parents out there, please train your kids. Don't let them be constantly on the games. Because remember, the hackers and the criminals use the games to get information from your house and your present, uh, your, your, your present situation. They sometimes entice these kids to say a lot of things. They place holiday photos where they're going to go December. They they communicate. And remember, in all these games, these kids don't know on the other side if it's really Johnny or Pete. Mm. So you must teach your kids to be very, very careful with games. And you must scrutinize any and everything that you allow your kids to be on. I mean, there should be extreme parent control. And this is not happening. I have thousands and thousands of clients. And when I ask them this, do you know what your kid is doing in... in on his on his laptop or on his uh, uh, computer games, and they say no, it's just a game. It's not just a game. That game has all the information that's going on in your house. Mm. You must be very very careful. And talking about photos and uh, taking photos and selfies, you must be careful. If you take a selfie, look what's behind you. If your your house number can be there, your street number, your car registration. Mm. Uh, and people, unfortunately, guys, you need to be positively paranoid. You must be very careful. You cannot put things on your phone that identify you. Mm. You must be very careful. You must think carefully before you send anything, before you spread anything. If you receive a WhatsApp or information, don't just assume it's the truth. Do a thorough identification of it, evaluation, risk analysis. Do a thorough uh, investigation on it. If you cannot 100% say this is to the advantage of the public, this is to the advantage of me and my family, this is absolutely truthful, I have, I can verify it, I vetted it, then you can pass it on. Otherwise, you don't. Mm. Don't be too eager to just send something and think what the people are going to think. Wow, look what I've received from me or you now. Be careful. Don't be so eager to send. But anyway, it's a horrific world we live in, and um, I'm trying to assist as many people as possible to make ex extreme informed position, uh, decisions and to be positively paranoid. Mr. Bollis, the previously a crime that you have warned us of, and I've seen so many people send, sending me these links, especially not of the actual way it takes you into the corruption, but it just warns you. And this crime that you've warned us of, it really made our hair stand previously. And it's I've seen since then, it's just been escalating. Like criminals, they, where you've said previously, they've utilized the pictures of women, and in particular women, and they've photoshopped yeah. it for porn websites. This, yeah. Yeah, you see, uh, let me, ex I'm glad you brought that up again. You, you, everybody has photos on their phones. And and we do it with a with a with the best of intentions. I mean, I send photos of my daughters to my family. So what needs to be done is when you have stuff on your phone and when you want to send it, you must make an informed decision. First of all, you must only be uh, linked with people that you absolutely and totally trust. If if you are just an open book to everybody else and you're on WhatsApp groups, you need to be very careful because those photos can be photoshopped and used. And they many a times just take family photos, beautiful girls photos, and they put a naked body underneath. And they use that most of the time overseas. You'll never hear of it, but it's used outside. And unfortunately, it's not something that you can actually do about and actually prevent because 
you can be as careful as you are. Eventually, you will sometimes find people just sharing photos because you've got beautiful kids or there's a beautiful woman and so forth. But that actually has to come to a point where that has to stop because the pornography and the sexual content industry in, in, in South Africa and in the world is enormous. And it falls all under the umbrella of, of uh, serious sexual crimes. So you get there, you will get human trafficking, which is uh, involved uh, for, for reasons to harvesting body parts and to uh, use people as uh, sex slaves. There you get uh, the sex trade, the sex trafficking trade, and there you get prostitution, you get pornography, you get uh, child pornography, and you get all kinds of the worst of the worst, which I don't want to mention here, other forms of sexual crimes that are being committed. And it's sold. This is a crime. And you know, sextortion is a crime, but it, it doesn't put the criminals off that they won't commit it. Remember, the whole sexual industry has that element of if you're involved in it, I, those who control it, I can use it against you. I can manipulate you. Manipulate you. Presidents, uh, business owners, doctors, lawyers, top of the top, uh, generals, police uh, heads everywhere have been threatened before because they have had personal information of their lives. So the industry, the sexual industry, is very devious. It will use that information to manipulate you, to make decisions uh, which uh, assist them. They're, we've seen it in the world. We don't always hear of it. But it can influence presidents. It can influence businessmen. It can influence the top brass everywhere. If there is information of a sexual uh, uh, way of that person, in their possession. They will use that in order to manipulate, to either get money or to get things done as they want. And it, that's why I say that the, the, the future in sextortion, the future in, in um, where there's, let's call it the complete sexual industry, is, is, is even extremely uh, worse than it was before and will become more dangerous. Mm. Mr. Bollis, here's a question just off the cuff. I'm not sure if you are willing to entertain it. Uh, a person says he works for Uber and he got hijacked as he innocently gave a ride to the wrong person. And this person said he needs to go to this direction. He says, uh, Mr. Bollis, they used a false address where they stood outside a person's house and claimed that's the address. And this community generally is a safe community. So how can he's asking now? How can I protect myself in future? Yeah, this this uh, uh, statement that you've made is both ways. Many a times you get Uber drivers that are the criminals. It mm, happens. Yes. And many a times you get those that's just an Uber driver or anybody that's uh, giving transport that has, is being hijacked and then uh, either extorted, uh, taken to the ATMs, his money taken, or just used to take. Uh, uh, the criminals left, right, and centre, and 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 he's not, and they are not paid. The unfortunate thing is with uh, any form of transport givers, they are unfortunately in a in a position where they cannot anticipate where the next person that climbs in is a criminal. However, everything in South Africa is dicey, and you need to be careful. You can walk across the street, you cannot 
just look left and right once. You'll have to look left and right at least 10 times. You have to be careful before you exit your house. You have to be careful if you drive to your work. You have to be careful if you on your way home that there's not somebody waiting at your gate or following you. You have to be positively paranoid everywhere, not only when you pick up people and transport them. You have to be extremely careful. Your kids have to be, your wife have to be. It must become second nature that you're suspicious, Hmm. that you're aware, that you're positively paranoid. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It will keep you awake and aware and you will be adrenalized. Well, the Uber driver must be the same. He must be careful. He must, you know, he must be uh, aware and he must have paraphernalia with him in the car where he can send out a signal. So my, my opinion is he should have proper devices on his phone. He should have a, a constant on recording uh, device in his vehicle. He has the right. It's his vehicle. And he is responsible for himself and those he transports. So he may record the vehicle. Hmm. So you can have a recording, audio recording device, and you can have a camera installed into the vehicle. It must obviously not be obviously um, uh, uh, seen. So uh, uh, an, uh, a recording system into the vehicle is the most important, which is in, in interlinked with a tracking device. So here's the scenario. Guy gets in the car. Uh, five meters away, he pulls a gun, he pulls guns on the, uh, on, the, on the Uber driver's head, say to him this, that, and the other. It's all on video, it's all on audio. Um, the information there, if there is a button under the seat or anything that he can include in his paraphernalia where he can press a button, like when there's a bank robbery, the signal goes to the nearest authorities or to the Uber center that he is working with or for, or to a group of people that works together that has or can take in that alert. Then you have all the information. You've got live video, you've got live audio, you've got the tracking device, and it's like tracker. They go out and they follow and they rescue and they connect. Mr. Bollis, I was happy that you brought up the topic where we have seen um, also currently major news outlets. They have been caught out spreading news without verifying. We saw certain groups also of saying that certain people had beheaded others and then they had to go out on their websites to apologize for these instances. My question to you, Mr. Bollis, is what are the consequences according to the justice system um, for these people, for people generally? You can take it on a, mi- on a, ma- a, a micro scale or ma- a macro scale. Are there any consequences for people who spread false news? Yes, there is. But unfortunately, like the Poppy Act and like so many other threats uh, that is out there towards those who uh, abuse uh, digital and electronic information with false information, false news, fake news, slander, uh, criminal injuria, etc., etc., it's very difficult to uh, prosecute. In other words, there is no specific, specialized, uh, highly specialized, uh, units in South Africa that should deal with this. Unfortunately, this is extreme lack in our country, and that's why I say this country is uh, one of the reasons it's so extremely crime-ridden, mm. and why there's so much successful crime is because there's no monitoring of information. In other words, there's no proper monitoring of cell phones. There's no proper grabbers available. A grabber is a, a device that can track and trace a criminal to the T. 
to exactly where he is, 1.5 meters. There's no proper cybercrime units in South Africa. There's no digital uh, and electronic forensic units in South Africa. We are one of the few uh, that can really do this kind of work. And we get thousands of these complaints of missing persons, of uh, fake or false news that has been sent and needs to be identified what's its origin, where it comes from. So unfortunately, this is like there's a 1% maybe available that can deal uh, with this kind of crime. But uh, fortunately, the public will stand up once we, for instance, you guys, the media, which is brilliant, the South African media, in my opinion, has made much more headway in crime prevention, exposure of crime, identifying of crime, and creating an awareness, vetting, evaluation, and uh, a risk analysis of all the crimes in South Africa has been done by the media uh, in conjunction with the units like us and others that uh, stand up and say, our project is the most uh, read document in South Africa, in my opinion, and it's the most spread around document, and it's factual. It states what's what, uh, what's the newest, what's the latest, and what is true and what is false. And um, it makes a, a, a great difference because it's crime prevention. Yes. You know, if there's a fake, if there's fake news coming uh, going around, uh, something about the government, the police, something about politics, or even about wars and anything else, if we immediately jump on it and say it's fake news, it stops there. It gets spread around. It gets spread around what I have said or my team have said. The moment mm. my cybercrime identifies fake news, we will put it out there. And that makes the real difference. But uh, those who are extremely deliberate and, 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 and causing extreme damage and do this, they can be, be um, prosecuted. And what you need there is those uh, need to be, all be identified. A police station needs to be identified, and a case, a normal case, needs to be opened. And then qualified policemen that can know and, ha- and know how to deal with this kind of case should take it further. And then a prosecutor gets involved, and then the person uh, gets arrested, and then he will go on trial. Very few of these you will read about or hear of because it very seldom happens. Mm-hmm. So that is a very very big problem. Mr. Bollis, I'm, saying, I'm yes. saying once again, sorry, yes. no, that no. people must be very careful, hmm. very careful when they say something about another person or about an institution or about a subject or about anything out there because they must understand, as I've said early on, one, uh, 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 early on you know, <clears throat> the penny must drop. <clears throat> False information can kill. If I, if a doctor gives you false information per WhatsApp, what to drink or not to drink, what do you think is going to happen? You mm. should see it in that light. Yes. You must be a doctor. When you send something out, it must be like a prescription. Is this good for me? Is this healthy? Is this going to keep me alive? Is this going to make me better, keep me better? So it's, it's very important that you see yourself as a doctor. And when you send information out, it is a prescription that has the possibility of healing or killing. Hmm. Mr. Bollis, you mentioned about your cyber team. Now, I'm just curious, how does your cyber team work? And another question comes to mind, too, is how long have you been in this field? We've been many years in this field, and it is uh, probably the most cases that we receive. Most. 
Yes. 90% of all these cases are sorted quickly. Uh, it's just started. We can advise. We can stop it. And we can even uh, sometimes get stuff or goods goods back and we can expose. Mm. But about 10% of these cases, when we get them, is running to the millions. The Ponzi schemes, um, you know, there's just so many. The recent one, the Ant Ranch uh, uh, Investment Group, has knocked the people with millions. So we've created the project there, the Ant Ranch Project. And uh, my cyber time, my cybercrime team in Johannesburg is running it, and we're working very closely with the police. What we do is in these extreme cases where multi millions are involved, um, we identify the correct police, those who are willing, able, and capable, those who really want to protect and serve, and has the uh, uh, time and ability and some infrastructure, and then we work together. And we do, obviously, with our projects, we do the proper exposure. The crime stops there. In other words, there are no further investments, and we get all the complaints, which is hundreds of people and millions of rands. And then um, we uh, we uh, work, as I've said, closely with the authorities in order to catch and to retrieve. Hmm. So, yeah, um, the cybercrime team is obviously overworked, and we are going to get more and more cybercrime specialists in there's unfortunately very few specialists in South Africa. There aren't many. So it's 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 because of the escalation of cybercrime that um, this crime has, has, has totally outrun the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the necessity of investigators that you need to try and catch up with them. So in other words, there's maybe a 10% of people that's fighting 100% crime that's alive and well and kicking and flourishing. Hmm. So uh, the future is cybercrime. And cybercrime is the big umbrella because any criminal has a cell phone. Every criminal will have a cell phone. All crimes are committed with electronic devices and digital devices. You cannot do a kidnapping without cell phones or platforms or electronic or digital information. Neither can you do ATM bombing, cash in transit. Neither can you do uh, a Ponzi scheme. Uh, neither can you do investments. Anything, everything is done with digital and electronic communications. That's why I say, if you if you wanna, if you don't believe me, put your phone up for a day, mm. and you'll see what what that is. So the good people does all the good things with that, but the evil people use it for for crime and they commit crime with it. Mr. Bollese, a person says here that uh, I totally agree with you. I also got caught up. Uh, he says I'm keeping myself anonymous, but on these websites, I have been caught out so many times, once on a dating website, and I thought I would yep. find the perfect spouse only to find that my bank account was being robbed. Yeah. Look, if you if you're lonely, I've had that discussion on an Afrikaans radio this morning. There are so many lonely people that are caught. The criminals are ruthless people. The criminals are ruthless. They if they can and they do find out because they scour the whole country, the whole world, and they watch social media and they see who has lost a husband or who is lonely or doesn't have a boyfriend. They see it. I'm talking from the perspective of a criminal looking, fishing, throwing in the lines. 
if you are lonely, don't go and look for love in all the wrong places. Mm. The wrong place to look, I can tell you now, one billion percent is social media. Mm. And unfortunately, people want communication. A lonely person, the first thing a lonely person wants after the husband, let's use a lady that's her husband has died. That person would like to just communicate. They don't want to have a, uh, um, arguments with family members or this or that. They want somebody that would just listen to them. Yes. That already is the biggest mistake because those ladies, they share too much. Hmm. They talk and talk and talk. But what this criminal does very well is listen and listen and get all the information. And that criminal then identifies the soft spots, can see this this old lady is single now, lost her husband. So he concentrates on, on the death. He concentrates on what she loves, like maybe animals or kids and religion. And eventually then he says, you know, he, he just needs a bit of money for this, that or the other. And she gives it freely because there's such a beautiful communication. And they get hooked so quickly. It's like a zeitgeist. It's like a spirit that controls this. Mm. And then that money, eventually turns into the biggest case I've ever had, which was in Cape Town, where a woman paid over five years, 15.7 million. Sure. Now, that that makes your jaw drop, and you think to yourself, that can't be true, but it is. Mm. It has happened. And we get many of these cases in the last 10 years in the millions. The one we discussed on the radio this morning was 700,000. These people are left destitute without a cent, and I mean literally without a cent. Mm. <laughs> she has never met the man. Never. She has only received information that has moved her. Like the best of photos, photos with kids, animals, him, with his totally stolen identities. Hmm. Information that is not closely the person that's behind this. Not even closely. This and is... then, you know, they would even go in the end where the money is about to be dried up, they would go to as far extremes as to say they've been kidnapped and they've been held. They were flying to South Africa to meet her and uh, now they've been taken at the airport and uh, they have to pay this. It just carries on like you just can't believe. Never get into mm. a relationship unless you've met the person. Mr. Bollis, we appreciate your time as always and uh, we hope to have you in the future too. Thanks, Mr. Bollis. Thank you, my friend. Thank you always for the opportunity. And we pray that God keeps you all safe, man. We pray that God gives you insight, wisdom, power, might, discernment, and that he would be gracious and merciful upon us all. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jamaah.